The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Evergreen content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to a random episode here of Kicking Out at Two as we're going to cover a smorgasbord, if you will, of topics on this episode. I am your host, Dave Rosenmuth, and my co-host in the co-pilot's chair, my good buddy, my long, dear, close, personal, long-time friend, Dennis J. Levy. What's up, dude? Dave, always a pleasure. Excited to uh, do this podcast with you, and uh, yeah, that th- th- should be a good one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we uh, we got a few things I wanted to discuss with you. Um, some current stuff, as well as uh, we're going to, you know, last episode we did our, our draft, which was a lot of fun, and we're going to share our fantasy pay-per-views based off of our draft picks. So that's going to be a lot of fun to get into as well. Uh, I wanted to discuss with you a little bit about the draft, the most recent draft that WWE did, as well as... Um, Last week was the 60th anniversary of the WWE Championship, and there was this interesting list of the 30 greatest title changes in WWE history that I wanted to share with you, because there's a few on that list where I'm just like, they, they had no business being there. So I wanted to share share that with you um, and get your thoughts and maybe um, plug in some 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 different choices, if you will, your opinions on that. And I also want to talk about that new world title that WWE just recently uh, uh, introduced. And uh, they're going to be crowning a new world champion at the uh, upcoming Night of Champions pay-per-view. Um, but anyways, um, let's get started with the actual draft itself, okay? Um, what did your, what was your take? What did you like? What did you dislike overall on this, this, this draft that took place with WWE? It was very underwhelming. Like, yep. All the drafts have been... I, I can't think of one draft where I was like, wow, now, now they knocked it out of the park. Is, uh, that, that, it, uh, it's like... Uh, but anyway, very underwhelming. Um, I was hoping that somehow Cody and, and Roman would stay in the same show, and of course it didn't happen. And now it's like, you know, Cody loses at WrestleMania, and now his new title is like... I know which... We're going to discuss the title, but it's yep. like it's pretty much Cody's constellation. Point, that's what you, you think? Know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that, that, that's, I was hoping maybe he would like hold out, or, or you know, you know, kind of like you know, in real life, it, like 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 yeah, you got these players who get drafted, and they're like, I played from that fucking team. Like, like like for example, you're a giant fan, Eli Manning, when he got drafted to the, to the Chargers, yeah. he's like, I, I'm not. Fucking stupid! Are they yeah. playing with those guys? Yeah. Is he, it that that uh, I was hoping that something like that would happen, but nope. That that um, so I just wasn't very and for and even like the, the picks themselves. Like for example, that that um, like 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 I get it. Charlotte Flair is a great wrestler, and people love her and all the other stuff. And like and um, I forget who else too. Like like. Was, uh, that, um, there wasn't any like any any shakeups. No, like the, it, like 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 you would pick Charlotte Flair over 
Kevin Owens and like and, and Sami Zayn at this point. You know what I mean? They, well, they, they went, to, they went to two different brands. No, I'm just saying no. They should have been number one. That like like in that night. I, I love Rhea and I love Charlotte, but boom, those guys should have been number one. I mean, I mean, well, it's interesting you brought that up because. You know, it, you can make the argument from from WrestleMania night one. What was the better match, Charlotte and Rhea or Sammy and Kevin against the Usos? Both matches were highly talked about amongst yeah. fans. It was rumored that that either of those matches was going to close out that night, the first night of WrestleMania. And you know, it's interesting that you brought up that you know Rhea and Charlotte shouldn't have gone one. It should have been KO and and, and Sammy Zayn. Um, I just didn't think that. You know, they go into hyping the draft that, like, so much could change. They could split up teams. Our faction's going to stay the same. Yep. Um, they didn't do any of that. And they didn't really do any of that. Now, there's instances where, and, and now, let me just, and I'm not defending them, okay? Yep. But if, don't just break up a team for the sake of breaking them up. Okay, and I think they made that mistake in the past with 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 teams. The very first draft, for instance, the Dudley Boys, the Dudley Boys, um, the APA. Yeah. Um, I think even the Hart. No, the Hardys were still together. The Hardys were the only team that that stayed together, and they they totally wiped out one of the greatest tag team divisions in the history of that company in one fell swoop with that draft. You know, Edge and Christian were were, were no more yeah. as a team. The Dudleys got split up. The APA got split up, and the Hardys were the only team left standing, and then Billy and Chuck. Like, that was it. So, I think on that front, because they didn't have a plan necessarily for some of those guys. Like, Devon, they turned him into the, the, the reverend and the preacher, and I thought that was kind of neat. It was I, a, yeah, I feel like I, I didn't, you know, a, a, you know, a crooked preacher, yeah. if you will. Like, it kind of had, like, brother love vibes to it. Yeah. I didn't mind that, but what did they really do with Bubba? Bubba was still Bubba, and they had, would tag him with Spike every once in a while. Yeah. Um, they didn't have a whole lot planned for him. APA, Bradshaw and Farouk were pretty much the same characters, but just on separate shows and not teaming up together anymore. So, in the sense of breaking up tag teams currently, if you don't have a plan for them, then I then then don't do it. And maybe that's a situation where it's like. Well, we might be able to do something with this guy, but this guy, we really don't have anything for him right now. So, like, for instance, the Street Profits, okay? A lot of people kind of expected that Montez Ford was going to, this was a split for them in this draft was going to benefit him. And I was interested in seeing is what they were going to do with both Ford and Dawkins because I think Dawkins brings something as well and, and has potential yeah, on a singles level yeah. to some degree, okay? Um the factions thing, I don't mind them keeping factions together if it works. Judgment Day has been working. Um, Bloodline, I know that they kind of teased the split the first night, but they put the Usos back on the same brand with Roman and Solo on, on Monday's draft. So if Bloodline's still working, Imperium still works as a group. Um, so if, they're, if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I'm, I'm in that, that realm. But it would have been nice to see some shakeups. Um, I thought AJ Styles returning was a nice touch, but it wasn't treated as like any big deal. Yeah. He just showed up with the group. And I'm interested to see what they're going to do as a group with him and Anderson and Gallows. Uh, you know, a rejuvenated version of that, that club, if you will, the OC, whatever they call themselves. Um, 
I was looking for some more surprises. Some of the NXT call-ups were interesting, even though I'm not a big fan of that new NXT. Um, overall, there were some moves I liked. And unlike you, I'm with you. I think Cody and Roman should have stayed on the same brand. Okay? And, I, and I'm with you is that I am crossing my fingers, as you see it right now, that they don't put Cody in this world title picture on Raw. And you know they are. I don't. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, it's hard not to go that direction yeah. because of the placement. Um, the a lot of what I've been hearing as far as like, well, actually, I'll get into that in a minute. But it's hard for the for for you not to think that Cody and Roman being on the same brand. Roman's kind of part time. I think it could still work. A lot of people think like, oh, keeping them separate is going to make for their title rematch, whenever that is, to be a big deal. It's more looking likely that that's going to be at next year's WrestleMania, which I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I didn't have too much of a problem with the finish at WrestleMania with Cody losing, but I still think that there's... there. They could have worked. There's, there was definitely a way to keep them both on the same brand. I mean, Cody's kind of alluded that like his story's not finished. He still wants a piece of Roman. Um, maybe we, maybe we would see something where like he goes to management and he requests a trade because he wants to compete for the world for the WWE title that Roman holds on SmackDown. Maybe he turns down an opportunity in this tournament that's coming up um, at, for Night of Champions and says, you know what? That's not where I, where I want to be. No disrespect. Give this to somebody else who wants an opportunity, but this is my goal. And then he requests a trade, and then they deny it. And then maybe that sets up him uh, entering money in the bank, where once you win money in the bank, you have a choice of which champion yeah. you want to cash in on. So I think that there's layers to his story that can still lead us back to Roman that will make sense. But I just think this draft in it overall was very underwhelming. I, I did like the the I did like the Brock Lesnar free agent element where he managed to make himself a free agent. But here's something that kind of this thought came to me as I was watching some of these picks. There's other guys that are free agents on on you know from this draft. Almost with MVP are free agents, and in storyline, they had negotiated a deal for almost to be an MVP or an MVP to be free agents. Yep. I don't mind that because he's a big enough guy, and they're trying to build him into a Andre the Giant like attraction where they don't overexpose him. So maybe making him a free agent plugs him in wherever they need to put him. Brock, he's a big enough star. Brock's. You know, the, the mystique about Brock is that Brock does what Brock wants to do. So making him a free agent makes sense. I just don't think they should have announced it. I think it would have been better. Brock does Brock does, does whatever he wants. Brock Lesnar. I think I'm okay with that. Be, but what, I, right, but let me like, ask you this. But I just think he should, should just but, but like, you know, all of a sudden a guy cuts a promo, then Brock kicks the shit out of him. It's like as, as a surprise. You, I think it should be shh. Right, but let me but ask you this. Don't announce it. Let me ask you this, okay? They don't announce it. Brock, let's say, just shows up on a brand and there's no explanation behind it. You know better than better than anybody that wrestling fans want some kind of an explanation. They want it yesterday. Right. So imagine if Brock shows up on SmackDown after he had just wrestled Cody on Raw at the Backlash pay-per-view, 
which is coming up this weekend. And he attacks Bobby Lashley yeah. or whoever. And there's no explanation behind. People are already still annoyed that there's been no explanation behind why he attacked Cody. Now there's no explanation as to why he were to show up on SmackDown. Fans are going to lose their mind. At least you have it covered in the sense that Brock Lesnar's a free agent. He can show up wherever he wants. And the only thing is, it's it's like, all right, let's take, you know, like, let's pretend this is like a real draft, right? Then why wouldn't, like, half the roster just be, all right, I'm a free agent? <laughs> well, I mean, they did kind of explain it in the sense that, like, you know, MVP negotiated that he was to be a free agent with Omos. Um, I think even last night uh, when they announced that Brock was a free agent, it was something that they had explained in the storyline that Brock negotiated it, um, or Brock's representatives, like his, his legal team negotiated it, something like that. So I, I think I think they, they, they had some kind of an excuse behind it yeah. that made sense. Here's what I'm concerned about about some of the other free agents. Okay, You have Elias. Dolph, Mustafa Ali, Baron Corbin, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. To me, and this is just my take, okay? I think their free agent status is because they've got nothing for them at the moment, and they're going to be like the modern-day version of enhancement talent. You're going to find them on both shows putting over the guys that they want to push. That's just my take. I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. You know. And there's uh, there's something else too about this draft that I'm hoping goes in a different direction. In in years past, in the last couple of drafts, let's say the the Raw Women's Champion would get drafted to SmackDown, and vice versa, the SmackDown Women's Champion would get drafted to Raw, and then they do that stupid title swap. Yep. In the in the in the middle of the the, the ring, you know, the the most famous woman last year was with Becky and. And Charlotte, and it turned into a big shit show um, behind the scenes because of the way it was done. You know, and there was actually some real heat there from what has been out there publicly. Um, from what I've heard, from what I've read, they're 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 going to try to they're they're avoiding that, and by doing so, they're renaming the championships. So. For the men, you have the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, and then you have the World Heavyweight Championship. So for the women, I think there's going to be a WWE Women's Champion and a WWE Women's World Champion. Okay. So they're going to rename them so that they don't have so they they don't have to um, do that stupid title swap. Um, and I and I'm guessing too, as far as the men's tag team goes. I, I'm guessing that they are probably going to split up those tag team belts. And, I mean, they announced to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that were drafted to Raw that they were exclusive to Raw as the champions. Yeah. So unless they're keeping the men's tag team wrestling exclusive to Monday Night Raw, then that means SmackDown doesn't have a, a men's tag team division. But I don't think that's the case. I think no. they're going to split those belts up. Kevin and Sammy will be the Raw Tag yeah. Team Champions, and then they'll do some kind of tournament to make whomever the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. What, uh, what do you... For, what, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. To put a, to put a button... Uh, to put a bow on this draft talk, what would you like to see coming out of this draft with the picks that you saw when it comes to championships, some of the moves made, um, some of the picks you liked... 
What would you what What would you like to see coming out of this draft? I you know what. So so we talked about splits. I really want a new sunset split. You know me. I really really wanted Jay Uso to have a singles run, and and, and I think doing why the iron is still like very like like hot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I can't do Uso's. Oops, there's. It's it, it'd be it'd be a sad day in wrestling when they do split up. They're just so great. Yeah. But Jay's story is like he is gonna split someday and like and like I wish they had the guts. That was the one. I wish they had the, the guts to split. I was disappointed that they didn't split the Usos. And the I and tell you the truth, for like picks, I was like, holy shit. See, I was I thought maybe no, it's like picks that you liked. Necessarily, because I don't think there was really any holy shit picks, to be honest with you. But I guess Roman some... staying on SmackDown would be the only pick I was like, all right, that's a good pick. Yeah. And every other pick, I, I, I can, I, it was either man or oh man, but like Cody, Cody, like I said, Cody was a gut punch. Where it's like they're really gonna split Roman and Cody up. Yeah. That was a gut punch. And and um, and and nothing was, and everything else was just vanilla. It was like, yeah, okay. I'm with you there. I, I did like some of the like. I did like Drew going to Raw because I think Drew needs needs a fresh, fresh you know environment to be in with you know different guys working with maybe Cody yeah. or even working a singles with Gunther. Um, uh, you know, working with Rollins. You know names like that. I think I think I think they want to turn Drew into a heel, and I think being on Raw, he'll be able to benefit from being in a top heel spot. He won't be playing third or fourth fiddle to Roman Reigns uh, like he was on SmackDown. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think Bobby Lashley was definitely in need of a, a different um, a, a different environment to be in, especially given the fact that he was left off the WrestleMania card. So th- those are two picks that really stand out for me from the men. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that on the female aspect, that Oscar, who was drafted to SmackDown, is in a good position over there. Um, she'll be, you know, she'll be with Bianca and Charlotte, and so hopefully they kind of keep her. Up in even Bailey too, yeah. um, so I think they'll they'll kind of keep her hopefully in that 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 top now, area. I, I think back because that too was one pick. I, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome! Shinsuke Nakamura to Raw. Raw. I love that. I love that. It's a dead um, and I hope this is almost a a, a redemption story where I really thought they fucked up with Shinsuke uh, that um. I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement after, with you. After, after AJ, look, look, we all thought AJ versus Shinsuke was going to be this unbelievable classic rivalry, and it fell face first. It, it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't. It wasn't what it wasn't what diehards yeah. wanted to see based on their work in Japan. And, and I think, and I think, and I think Vince or Robert took that out on Shinsuke. That 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 uh, that uh, they they were like, all right, you fucked up, you dropped the ball, and and, and I, I I know that's how I maybe think. that could that, be that, that, that uh, I want I I want him to be the the first 
the Japanese. new champion. I want him to be the, the world new champion. champion. I really, I really. I, I like that he's over you, there. And I think you would hit him. And that's the one guy too. We're like, 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 like. If you give it to Cody, Cody'd be like, "Great, it's a consolation prize." Fuck yeah. off. I don't think it, they're giving I, it to him. I, I'm pretty confident. If you give it to the guy named Shinsuke, oh my god, he'd be like, "All oh, right, let's fucking a, let's run with it." He's gonna get these great matches, and he was, and he would take pride with it. I think Shinsuke would be the perfect for, person for that title. I think Shinsuke or Rollins were probably the two favorites that I think would would. I, I, would House Money would probably get. They're gonna get to Rollins. To Rollins. I mean, Rollins is over. Yeah. You can't deny and how Cody, over he is. Cody or Rollins. Uh, uh, I'm, re- I'm really doubling down. I don't think they're giving it to Cody. I hope you're right. God, I'm really doubling right. down. I think I think Cody. I think they're really sticking to Cody's story and Cody's redemption and trying to. You know, fulfill that destiny that his family couldn't, and that's being the WWE champion, um, something that his father Dusty never wore. Uh, but I like the the Nakamura pick for Raw. I was kind of hoping that guys like like Karrion Cross or LA Knight would be in that new world title picture. I really did. Um, not to say that they w- that they don't have a chance yeah. because guy, a, a guy like Knight or Cross could end up. Um, you know, winning money in the bank and then maybe cashing in on the new world champion. Um, I think you're. Gonna, I think with this new world title, you're going to see a lot of activity and a lot of a lot of stuff centered around it with with different guys and fresh matchups. Mainly because I think they want to modernize the 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 history books with longer title reigns, and I think they want to do that with Roman as the champion uh, over on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be approaching 1,000 days at the end of this month, which is a big deal. In July, he will break, if he if he makes it to July, he will break Pedro Morales' record, and he'll be the fourth longest reigning champion in the company's history. Um, by the time he hits WrestleMania next year, if he were to still be champion, he would break Hogan's record, and he would be in that top three with Bruno and Bob Backlund, and I think they, I think that's what they want for him. Yeah. And I think this new world title is so is to give other guys opportunities. But here's the thing about this new world title. We'll talk about this as we transition yeah. now into the new world title um, discussion. You know, whoever wins that title, it's an uphill battle for them. Until somebody beats Roman. Everybody, Roman is the A-plus champion. And whoever is that new world champion is like A-minus or B-plus. Yeah, in, in, in a sense. I mean, I think I, I think that there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done. And I think because they're so focused on maintaining Roman as the WWE champion and the, the, the top of the mountain, that... Whomever wins the money in the bank for the men is going to probably be cashing in on this new world champion or attempting to cash in. And you're going to see a lot of activity to try to to um, to restore um, credibility into this world title. Now, give me your first thoughts on the actual design of this new world championship oh, itself. Oh, awful. Awful. Yeah? It looks like, it looks like I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It looks like it's trying to be like, you know, the, we, we see like, you know, the, when Goldberg was the WCW champion, that belt, 
It looks like it's trying to be that belt, but with like a pimple or something. And it's, and it's, and it, it, it's, it's, it's just, I, it just throws throwing shit on it. It just doesn't have any identity. It's just like a blob. Yeah, I just think it's the ugliest fucking belt I've ever seen in my life. Ugliest, really? I'm, I'm telling the you. The ugliest. It's one of them. It's one of them. I'm on a different spectrum. You I, like I, that fucking thing? I don't. I, I like the fact that they have taken elements of the big gold belt and they've they've modernized it a little bit, okay? Um, but I do think that the logo in the middle is kind of... like I could do without the logo in the middle. That's just me personally. Um, but I think it's better than their, their current Intercontinental Championship. I think the current Intercontinental Championship looks like... I actually I can't even tell you what, it, what I think it looks like, but I don't like it. Um, now, the the this new world title it's it's going to be exclusive to Raw. They're going to put a turn. They're going to you know start a tournament. Now here's what baffles me about this brand split. Okay, introducing this title, they said it's exclusive to Raw. Whoever you know is is going to be the champion will be exclusive to Monday Night Raw, but on Friday night's first, uh, Friday night's uh, SmackDown on the first night of the draft, Wade Barrett announces that stars from both Raw and SmackDown are going to compete in a tournament to determine this new champion. I thought this belt was exclusive to Raw. Why are you doing? Why are you doing that? I have no idea. So it it, it defeats the purpose of, of of brand exclusive exclusivity, if you will. Um, now, do you think that they're going to, with this new title, do you think that you're, you're going to see, well, that they're going to stick with the lineage of the previous world championship they had? Or do you think this is a brand new wipe the slate clean lineage and they start fresh? That was under my impression. That was the, a brand new slate, right? Well, so, but I mean, are they going to acknowledge previous world champions with that same, under that same moniker? My impression, no. See, I think that I think in order to kind of add some kind of credibility to the title, you kind of have to acknowledge the history of it. You know, it's similar to the big gold belt, and they used the big gold belt for over a decade as its world champion on Raw and SmackDown. You know, it helped guys like Batista, Triple H, um, John Cena was the world champion at one point, Randy Orton, Jericho. Undertaker, you know, names like that um, that held the big gold belt under WWE. So, I just, I just had the impression that, that it was a, a new title and whoever it's going to be, whoever wins it, it's going to be the inaugural champion. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's well, my impression. Okay. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's pivot here and... You know, we talked a lot about the draft. We talked about this world title. Um, you, you, you think Nakamura? Um, who else? Do, who else do you see in the title picture for this new world championship? Oh, Gunther for sure. Gunther. I okay. wish they'd go back to Walter. Doesn't Walter have like? I don't know. Something about There's a Walter. mystique about the name Walter. I fucking love it. It's like and, King Walter. And just looking you know? at him, like the way he looks and his his presentation, like. But at the same time, I've I don't know. I've grown. Gunther has grown on me. I, I mean, it has to. 
But like, I don't know, Gunther still seems like he's gonna fucking, you, you, you know, have a swastika on his fucking shoulder. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just like Walter way more. It's come from a Jewish guy. That's, that's, I mean. that's funny. Like Gunther, you know? Yeah. Like, Gunther. Yeah. I do like how the, 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 the ring announcer, the female, I forget, Samantha, I think it's Samantha Irvin. She's engaged to Ricochet, Ricochet how she introduces um, Imperium on SmackDown. She'd be like, Giovanni Vinci, Ludwig Kaiser, and the Intercontinental Champion, Gunther! Like, I think she's fantastic. Yeah, and, she and I've seen some scuttlebutt online uh, on Twitter, hoping that she will transfer over to Raw just to do those introductions. You know what I'm going to give Lenny Garcia credit for? And that, that has nothing to do about you being a ring announcer. She's only female ring announcer that never hooked up with one of the boys. Did you ever notice that? Every every female ring announcer hooks up with one of the boys. Yeah. <laughs> who 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 else is hooked up with? Oh, family? Brandy Rose. Uh, oh, Brandy. Uh, yeah. Brandy. Uh, 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 Bray Wyatt. Uh, oh yeah, JoJo. Uh, yeah. That, that, uh, Lillian Garcia, I don't think hooked I, up with anything. I don't know what I mean. I mean, maybe she did, but when her like when well, I, no, I mean, they yeah. hooked up, hooked up. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say good job, Lillian Garcia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, Ricochet. He's got, she's uh, she's she's a good looking chick, but I think she's an awesome announcer. She's, yeah, she really is. Good. She she, she, okay, side, she really is. Yeah, I think she's one of the best in more recent memory, and you know those that that position has been. Um, since I think Justin Roberts, who's the ring announcer in AEW, has been has has lacked you know, in that department. Maybe it's because I've been shitting on AEW recently. Like, recently, out <laughs> <laughs> of the gate, I fucking loved the AEW, and, and like it wasn't until like I don't hate to say it, when Kenny Omega became the champion. <laughs> like ever since Kenny Omega became the champion, that been yeah that that, that uh. That uh and and Roberts I I I thought he was when he was in WWE that he was professional and he was good. Mm-hmm. He just does whatever the fuck he wants and, and yeah, it's a little, he's got a little more freedom now to, to kind I of. I think he sucks. Yeah, I mean he's. I hard. want a professional guy. I want yeah. to be. I want to pretend that 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 you know it's like you know a heavyweight championship fight like in boxing. You know, yeah. you get these guys and they really set the mood. Like Brian Robertson. I think that, I think they're I think they're kind trying to model the the formula of of adding um, they're trying to implement the formula of adding excitement to the to the ring announcing and giving them a little bit of a personality similar to Bruce Buffer in UFC where he'll be like fighting out of the blue corner and then like he goes. You know, over the, the 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 individuals, you know, weighing in at two hundred and seventy four pounds, fighting out of Inglewood, California. Like he, like he goes into this. Yeah. I mean, he to the point where like Bruce Buffer has made a name for himself selling cameos and doing you know voice recordings for people. Like I had a buddy of mine that managed to get Bruce Buffer uh, to do a voice recording for his birthday, that a happy birthday. Cool. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So I think they're trying to to to. To kind of adopt that formula of, of giving them a little bit more of a personality. But um, I digress. Um, Samantha Irving's great. And hopefully she will, uh, you know, if she stays on SmackDown, she's got talents that she can yeah. introduce. And maybe she'll she'll add something to some of those guys' ring introductions. Um, all right. Let's get into, we're going to save our fantasy draft for the end. Or for our fantasy pay-per-views for the end. But I wanted to... I wanted to share with you the uh, a list that came out recently from WWE 
Um, in oh, honor, I'm dying for this. One. In honor of its 60-year anniversary, the yeah. WWE had posted the 30 greatest WWE Championship title changes on their YouTube channel. Okay. And there's quite a few on here where I'm just like, I'm like, really? And then there's there's several on on there where I'm that aren't on there that I'm surprised didn't make it. Okay. So I'm going to and. There's, there's quite a few current ones here. So I'm going to go through the list, okay? And then if there's if there's one that comes out at you that kind of strikes you where you're like, really, that made the list? We can talk about it, yeah. okay? So coming in at number 30, Roman Reigns defeating Triple H at WrestleMania 32 for the WWE Championship. All right. All right, isn't it? Like it deserves to be on the list? Yeah, I'm starting. It's a very mad start. Yeah, exactly. Okay, here's another one. Number 29. Rey Mysterio defeating The Miz in a tournament to win the vacant WWE Championship on Monday Night Raw in 2011. This was after Punk walked out and took the title and they created a new WWE Championship. And then later in the evening, Mysterio lost to Cena. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, number 28. The Undertaker defeating Psycho Sid. At WrestleMania 13 for the WWE Championship, okay. WWF Championship at the time. Um, here's one that actually I don't mind being on the list because this was a shocker for modern times. But Jinder Mahal defeating Randy Orton at Backlash in 2017 to become the WWE Champion. Uh, uh, I tell you what, when AJ Styles finally beat Jinder, it was it was like the reign of terror is over. I I don't agree. I, 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 it was, I, it was, I can't. I you know me. I, I really, really like surprises, and, and, and I like when people who, who put in their dues, like like Jinder did. He, he, he was a jobber. He worked hard. Story. It was just the wrong guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was just the wrong guy. It got the shock value, but after that, it just kind of it didn't. Do it was. He had it for like a year. Uh, nah, not it was in May of 2017. He had it to fall. Yeah, it's all like Survivor Series. He he uh, lost it. So, so he originally that year, he had won the title from Orton at Backlash in 2017. He carried it through the summer into the fall, and he lost it to AJ Styles on an episode of SmackDown two weeks before Survivor Series. And that was the, the year that Survivor Series was doing the brand exclusive, you know, Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah. And he was originally scheduled to wrestle Brock Lesnar on that card. That would have been an awful match. And from what I've heard, yeah. And what, from what I've read, Brock didn't want to work with Jinder. Of course not. He just felt that Jinder wasn't at that level at that point. I mean, he could have squashed him. He could have, but that, from what I heard, Brock's influence resulted in AJ winning oh, the title, Brock. and it was and, and it was a and it was a great championship victory for AJ. I think that's on here, but we'll get to that shortly. Um, number twenty six. The Miz cashing in his Money in the Bank contract to defeat Randy Orton in November of 2010. That was cool. That's my first one I really, really like. Uh, I really like. I'm not a big fan of The Miz, but that was no one saw that one coming. Yeah. And I like I forgot Orton was in the match and he was in a, and and but it, I forget what the finish was. I think he was wrestling the Nexus. Or he wrestled right. Wade, Wade Barrett. I think it probably because it was the right. night, it, that pay per view took place the night after Survivor Series. Yeah. He had defeated Barrett, and John Cena was the referee, and that was like the 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 match where Cena, if he didn't, it was stipulated if he didn't call the match 
a certain way he was going to be fired. Yeah, I remember that. And he helped Orton win, and he was a part of it. He was yeah, forced yeah. to be in the Nexus, yeah. and then they 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 fired him. And so then Orton wrestled Barrett the next night, won, and then that's when Miz showed up. I, I and of course with the, the cherry on the top with that little girl. Oh, I, that was amazing. That that little girl with the Miz, Miz girl. Yeah, that's what they call her online, Miz girl with the mean face, and she got the long hair. Uh, that um, was the cherry. Yeah, that's yeah. that that's played. That's she's. But I like that one. I she's like a legend in, in in WWE yeah. highlight reels. Um, number twenty five. Brock Lesnar defeating Kofi Kingston on the very first SmackDown on Fox in October of 2019. I hate that. Here's Kofi, Kofi Mania, and it ends in a squash match. I was so pissed. You want to hear something? I just read this uh, over the weekend. There was an interview with a former WWE writer. I forget the guy's name. But he wrote, he helped write the Kofi Mania story. And... Um, and this is the first time I've heard this, but the night after Kofi Kingston won the WWE Championship at the, the the night after WrestleMania, the writing team had determined that Brock Lesnar was going to be the one to squash Kofi, like you saw in a matter of seconds on the very first SmackDown. They had that title change planned out um, months in advance. So Kofi, so it was something that, according to him and the writing staff, this wasn't like a let's let's pop a rating and get this match on. It was let's make let's make let's create a moment, um, you know, for the very first SmackDown on Fox. And this was something that was determined months uh, months prior. If, if if Kofi got his redemption or or even like a match. Give him a match on a pay-per-view, yeah. a, a 15-minute match. In fact, he loses, but it came so close, yep. you know? I would I would have I would have liked to have seen a rematch between them, yeah. But that was it. He gets bounced around, suplexed, he, you, know, fo- you know, he's so small, Brock can toss him in the front row, you know, shit like that. I yeah. couldn't believe that was it. I mean, it brought the shock value, and it got the reaction that you're giving. That's what they wanted. They wanted that reaction, because they wanted to build that heat on Brock. I think what I didn't like about that... Not so much that finish, because I thought, honestly, I loved the Kofi Mania story, okay? It was organic. It was different. It, it resonated with a lot of people, especially the African-American audience, that felt that uh, a person of color weren't, weren't getting the same opportunities, even though they didn't really outright go that direction. That's how the audience felt. At least from that that particular audience. I I remember, you know, in this basement, we had that WrestleMania on. My wife would, you know, she doesn't watch wrestling a whole lot with me, but she would watch WrestleMania, and she sat with me and she watched it with me and a group of friends, and she watched that match, and that was the WrestleMania that went like seven hours long, and it went yeah. until like one o'clock in the morning the next day with with Ronda and Becky and, and Charlotte. And that match was over, and it was about two and a half hours into the show, and she was like, "Wow, that was an awesome main event. That was a really good WrestleMania. Like that, like that was a great way to end the show." And me and my buddies are looking at her like, "There's still like nine more matches to go." <laughs> and she was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I was like, "Yeah." I go, "Roman hasn't wrestled yet. Becky's the main event with Ronda." And she, she's like, "I'm going to bed." She's like, "That was my WrestleMania." And she walked up, Drew that year. Yeah, yeah. It was after he had come back from having right. cancer. 
So they 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 tried to position him as a babyface. But Brock and Kofi, it got the reaction that you're giving, but it it's not a very popular choice amongst most fans. Um, here's one number twenty four. John Cena defeating The Rock for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 29 in 2013. I didn't particularly love this match, but I get the purpose why it's there. Yeah. Now, do you prefer that match over the match from the WrestleMania no, the year no, prior? No, the year before was way better. Yeah. That many think was because The Rock won. It was just a better match. Yeah. I like the I like the story and the hype for it. Yeah. I thought Cena and Rock again, even though it was box office. For the title, I was like, it was just like, I didn't think they needed the title. I really didn't. But, you know, at the time I thought they did. Yeah. But looking back on it, I didn't necessarily think they needed the title. Um, Number 23, Randy Orton defeating Triple H in a last man standing match at No Mercy in 2007. This This was after John Cena had tore his pec and he was out of the match with Randy Orton and they called an audible like the night of the pay-per-view and did Cena and did Triple H wrestled three times for in that night. He wrestled Orton in the opening match and straight up singles match. He wrestled Umaga in the middle of the show. And then he wrestled Randy Orton in the end and lost the title in a last man standing match. I, I, okay. I, 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 it doesn't stand out for me as something memorable to be honest with you. It really doesn't. (laughs) There's a lot of them on here that aren't that, the, that I don't feel deserve to be on this list. Um, 22. Triple H winning the 2016 Royal Rumble to become the undisputed WWE champion. I after eliminating cool. Roman Reigns. I actually thought that was pretty cool. You did? Wait, no, no, no. See, I'm getting confused. I thought that, that was... Uh, Remember the year that Roman was the champ and Vince... They tried to stack the deck against Roman and Vince forced yeah, Roman yeah, to, de- like, wait, to defend wait, the title I, in the Rumble match. I thought, I thought that was when Triple H came back from the injury. No, that, that's that, a different that was cool. That, that was in 2002. He won the Rumble yeah. to get a shot at Jericho at WrestleMania, right, but he right. didn't win the belt. I got confused. Yeah. When I heard Triple H won the Royal Rumble. I yeah, yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that, no, that was not my favorite. No. Okay. Um, here's one that definitely deserves to be on the list. Number 21, Eddie Guerrero defeating Brock Lesnar at No Way Out 2004. I still, to this day, I just wish... Goldberg wasn't involved. I get it. He was involved with the story. They wrestled at WrestleMania. I just think... You think it tainted it a little bit? It, it did. It, 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 it was like, now looking back, it was Eddie's, Eddie's only run of the title, right? That was his only run with the championship. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so it would have made it that much special if like this underdog story, we all thought, you, you know, we, we, everyone and their mother was like, oh, Brock's going to kick the shit He got the upset too. victory. He got the upset victory, yeah. I, I don't think I'm kind of with you. I I didn't I get the I get the reason why you know Goldberg was involved. I don't think he could he needed to be that involved. I think if Goldberg like I think at some point in the match if Goldberg's music played and maybe he came out but he yeah. didn't get physically involved and Guerrero like up snuck up with a roll up. I think that would have I think that would have would have helped. I, I'm not against the finish at the same time though. I'm not totally against the finish either because it created this, I know this great I, moment. Yeah, I, I know I'm nitpicking, but that that's my that's my nitpick, and, and, and it's only because I if Eddie would would uh, would 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 have lived a, a natural life that that uh, 
I think he would have been a champion three or four times. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 uh, when you're looking back, that was Eddie's own title run. And, like, if he could only get one clean, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. There, I will say, I had read rumors in, in, uh, in, in years following his passing that uh, he was scheduled to have another run with, with the heavyweight title, the big, the, the big gold belt, yeah. because it was on SmackDown. They were, they were gearing towards uh, doing something with him and Batista, and he was going to be the heel as the champion instead of the babyface. Um, but yeah, very unfortunate that was his only run as a champion. Um, but it, it created it created a pretty cool moment. Yeah, it did. Uh, with, with him and Brock. It was uh, such an underdog story. No one saw it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess in a sense, like maybe it did make sense that Goldberg got involved and Guerrero won because a lot of people didn't think that Guerrero was going to win to begin with because yeah. of the size difference. So um, there's that. Um, number twenty. The Rock defeating Mankind in the finals of the Survivor Series tournament in 1998. I'm such a, I'm such a Mankind fan, I was heartbroken. Looking back, that should be on the list. Yeah. I mean, it was like it was a year following the screw job with Sean yeah. and Brett, and so they did a takeoff with Brock putting him in the sharpshooter. And I think a lot of people a lot of people crap on Vince Russo for his style of of of, of storytelling and writing, but that entire pay-per-view, which was centered around the tournament, was Vince Russo's greatest contribution to storytelling in WWF. Ooh, interesting. In my opinion. That one night, that one show, with a deadly game tournament, you had all these different elements involved with, with um, you know, mankind trying to impress Vince and thinking that he's a part of the corporation and that he's the corporate champion and then you had The Rock, who was kind of, it appeared he was at odds with management. Austin, who had his issues with Vince. And they, you know, Shane McMahon, who was apparently, you know, not in the good graces of his father. He was degraded as this lowly referee. He screws Austin and joins back up with his father. And then later in the night, him and his father helped The Rock beat mankind. And all the pieces of the puzzle come together, and it was this, Big, giant, elaborate ruse all along to make sure that The Rock won the title. I think that's one of the best... I think that is the, the, the greatest contribution that Vince Russo gave to the WWF and the wrestling business as a whole f- from, a, from a writing perspective. Yeah, I, I like that take, yeah. So, uh, definitely deserves to be on the list. Here's another one. Um, number 19, The Ultimate Warrior defeating Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 6. Yeah. yeah. Of course. That um, I I kind of wish looking back maybe it was a different guy. Warrior wasn't the greatest worker of all time. But, yeah. But I mean, or or maybe even uh, anyway. Just anyway, yeah. That definitely should be on the list. Okay. That, 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 but yeah. Um, number eighteen. We talked about it earlier. AJ Styles defeating Jinder Mahal on SmackDown. I love that moment. I would have started. I would have started. And that was in the think, U, that was I in think, the UK. I think it's a little too high. I think it should have been thirty. But yeah. I, but I think you start the list with that. But, yeah. But that uh, I like that moment. Okay. Number seventeen. Big E cashing in his money in the bank and defeating Bobby Lashley to become the WWE champion. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was nice to see him get the belt because I think he's a very yeah. entertaining, hard worker. But I think it, yeah. I don't know. I'm just. He was another one whose run just didn't. 
as champion didn't really. I th- I me personally, this is what I think. Okay, I think as entertaining as New Day is altogether, I personally feel like any kind of single success for for Big E, New Day kind of holds him back. The only way I can see... Here's something that I've always felt could be something that they could work. Yeah. Okay, If they want to keep New Day together, I think they should go back and turn New Day heel. And if they have plans for, for Big E to be a champion, that Big E is the, the centerpiece of New Day as the WWE... As, let's, say, all right, let's say the world champion. Yeah. Okay? And... They treat that title like the Freebird rule with the tag teams. You know how they used to have the Freebird rule yeah, where they yeah. swap out? Well, the New Day as the world champion is a group that's all three of them are the world champion. And they can they somehow manage to convince management to use the, the New Day rule or the Freebird rule to have the guys swap. I love that idea. I don't like that idea. I fucking love that idea. I think that's something that could... That could add into that new title. Uh, add some, add some interesting to the new title yeah. as well as add some, some, some life into New Day itself. Yeah, because the the act has been stale for the last five years now, in my opinion. And turning them heel, keeping them together, and using the world championship as like you know, the, like they're all the world champion. Freebird rule it. I think it's something. That yeah. Could, that, that, that could work and uh, get some interest from the crowd. Number 16. We talked about it a minute ago. Montreal Screwjob. Shawn Michaels defeats Bret Hart. Survivor Series 97. I guess. From the grand scheme of things, is it a great title change? No. No. But because of the historical significance of the Screwjob itself, yeah. that's why it made this list. Uh, number 15. John Cena defeats JBL at WrestleMania 21 I for like the WWE moment. Championship. I like that one. The match wasn't great, but the moment was cool. Yeah. I got behind Cena at that time. He was he, he definitely was on the rise and deserved the the, the championship. Um, definitely deserves to be on the list. Um, number fourteen. We talked we actually did a watch along of this recently. Randy Savage defeating the million dollar man Ted DiBiase in the title tournament at WrestleMania four. Yeah. You know, I really wanted the million dollar man to win, but I mean, said it's a cool moment. Okay. Number 13. I was actually in attendance for this, and this was a pretty cool moment to be a part of. Daniel Bryan defeating Batista and Randy Orton in a triple threat match at WrestleMania 35. I think that should be... Uh, um, I always get confused on the list. So you, when you want it to be like... okay, so should be higher on the list at yeah, the top yeah. of the list. I, I think it should be uh, uh, higher on the list. I think that should be... Like a top, top 10? Top 10 for sure. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's 13. Um, but, yeah, definitely a cool moment. Uh, something that was organic because the fans wanted it. Yeah. And even though management didn't see much of Daniel Bryan at that time, um, it was pretty cool to... to That's one the one example, too. Like, a lot of times where where the WWE doesn't give us what, what we want originally and then we get it, it's like, why didn't you just give it to us originally? Now yeah. it kind of, like, take, took away from it. That was one example they got it right, where it's like they kept on not giving it us, not giving us the Corfomania too as well. Yeah, those are two examples where like they nailed it for not giving it to us. When they finally did, 
Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. That, yeah. that was great story to tell about yeah. WWE. I will say, I was, I was at that WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan and Triple H opened that WrestleMania. It was a great singles match. And um, that was the match that if Bryan won, he got put into the triple threat with Orton and Batista. I felt the pop was bigger for Brian to beat Triple H than it was for him to win the title. Oh, then you knew at that point he was going to win. Well, at that yeah, at that point it was almost a foregone conclusion. If yeah. they built that up for him to to lose, that would have been a bigger travesty than what fans think currently of regarding the Roman Reigns Cody Rhodes finish yeah. from this past WrestleMania. It would have been probably one of the biggest travesties. But they def- they definitely got it right. Um, that, that makes number 13. Number 12. The Rock defeats Triple H at Backlash in April of 2000. I don't know if you remember this. I really don't. I okay, don't so, so let me give you a little brief yeah. brief you know history lesson here. The month prior is WrestleMania. It's the four corners match with the McMahon in every corner. Ugh. Vince was in The Rock's corner. Yeah. He helped screw The Rock... To have to 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 make sure Triple H left the, the that WrestleMania as the champion, and then the McMahon family and Triple H they were all, all back together. Linda McMahon, who still had some uh, voting power or whatever as an on-screen authority figure, allows The Rock a rematch for the title, and. During that during that segment, she knows you know she she points out that you know um, my husband Vince has made Shane the referee, and you know Stephanie's going to be there. Vince will probably be there. The odds are stacked against The Rock, so I've taken it upon myself to allow The Rock to have somebody in his corner, and that being Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Austin at that time. Hadn't been on TV for months because he had that neck injury. He was run over with the car at Survivor Series. So there was this mystery of, is Austin going to show up? His history with The Rock being, you know, heated rivals. Are they going to, um, is is he going to really be in his corner? And going into that pay-per-view, the story was that Austin apparently had vehicle trouble. He had car trouble. And so... (laughs) There was this idea that, you know, he wasn't going to be in The Rock's corner. So, towards the tail end of the match, Vince and and Shane and and then Patterson and Briscoe, they're all helping Hunter be on The Rock. And Vince is like, you could could hear him on camera, he's like, I want you to count to three, damn it, count to three. And then after he says that, glass breaks and Austin shows up. If you go back and you watch that, that match, it's a great match, number one. But that pop... For it was in it wasn't in a stadium. It's in yeah. a, a a standard size arena that seats about fifteen twenty thousand people. Oh my god! It's one of the best Steve Austin pops ever. That glass breaks. Vince is like, huh? Austin shows up and he just starts swinging chairs, nailing people. He ends up helping The Rock win the championship, and then he comes out and they do the beer celebration. And then you wouldn't see Austin again for months later until he finally came back. As a regular performer. So, I don't know. Does that kind of refresh your memory a little bit? I don't remember that. All right. So, you're going to you're gonna have to watch Backlash from April of 2000 on the Peacock, if you will. Um, here's a good one. Number 11. 
Brock Lesnar defeating The Rock at SummerSlam 2002. That is one of my favorite matches uh, ever. And I mean that. I, if I was going to do a top 50 list, that's definitely on there. I I just fucking love that match yeah. so much. It's, a, it's, I, a, I, it's Brady, a fun match. I love that whole summer of the Brock Lesnar story. RVD, uh, Undertaker, Hogan. The Rock, Hogan. Yeah. I just love that that's how you make a star. Yeah, they they, the they, summer, they the, got it. The summer of Brock. The summer of Brock. Yeah, it they got it right. That's how you make a star. Right? They got it's it like, right. That that's a fantastic match. Uh, a, in my opinion, the greatest SummerSlam of all time. If you go back and you you look at that what card, who else was in that card? Shawn Michaels returned after four years to wrestle Triple H in that non-sanctioned match. Good match, yeah. Open Kurt Angle, opening match, Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio. Okay. Um, Chris Benoit RVD for the Intercontinental Title. Okay. Um, Edge and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Ric Flair and Chris Jericho. Booker T and Goldust against the Un-Americans, Lance Storm and Christian. I love the, that 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 feud. Yeah. Undertaker and Test, who was also part of the Un-Americans. Okay. Then you had Michaels and Hunter and Brock and that is a, a that is an all-time classic SummerSlam. Oh, totally. You have to go back and watch that I SummerSlam. Remember, I know. I I see that SummerSlam. Yeah. I, I agree. Great SummerSlam. But that match, Brock beating Rock, yeah, definitely. Uh, and and if you remember in that match too, that that Long Island crowd was they were split. They were sixty forty in favor of Brock, and Brock was the heel because they knew Rock was going because oh, so cool. they knew Rock was going away to make a movie. Yeah. So it was like you sold out. Gold, they were chanting Goldberg at one point in the match. <laughs> like it was, it, it was, it was a, it created a really. Hyped up environment. Yeah. yeah. On top of the the, the match itself. Um, number ten, Edge cashing in his money in the bank at New Year's Revolution, defeating John Cena. I love that moment. That was a and, and I guess the Illumination Chamber was really cool, but that pay per view itself stunk. That in that moment really saved the day. Yeah. That that that, that, uh, that show was I, the, that show was the shits. I'm not gonna lie. That but but that moment was. Fucking fantastic! Yeah, here's here's poor Cena bomber went through war <laughs> and then boom he catches in. Uh, the only thing that kind of made me angry was Vince's uh, involvement. Just have the dude come out running with a briefcase, boom! Like what is going on? What is going on? Him explain it to us took away from it a little bit. Uh, uh, that, 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 uh, I can I can see that. Yeah, uh, I can I can see that because he did he did drag that out the, a little bit. It's just the shock value. He goes out. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe he's even saying we're like street clothes. Uh, that, 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 uh, here's the briefcase. I'm cashing in. And, and, and like, everyone, yeah. like, the, the confusion would have add that little cherry on the top. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I could see that. I mean, I could see, yeah. Because Vince did drag that out a little bit. He's like, but I fucking love he's that. Like, he's like, nobody go anywhere. This show's not over yet. God damn it. We're going to have ourselves another match. Edge is cashing in his money in the bank privilege. And then he showed up and had the briefcase. But, I mean, he stalled. But at the same time, Cena, like you just said, had gone through a war. So it wasn't like he was ready. He was bloody. He had gone through five other guys in that chamber. So it it, kind of... It worked itself out regardless. It was a great moment. I did not like the fact that he dropped the title three weeks later to Cena at the Royal Rumble. But it did make for... That great moment where he had that hardcore match with Mick Foley at that WrestleMania that year. Where, where he did the flaming table finish at the end. Um, so it, it, essentially it all works itself out. Number nine. Ric Flair 
becoming the undisputed WWF champion by winning the 1992 Royal Rumble. I actually think that should be number one. That was that that, that Royal Rumble was was great. There was Ric Flair becoming the champion in the WWF. In the WWF. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was such a great moment. I don't know what what could be what what. what Maybe you could give, give me a better match. I, I don't even know if you could give me a better match. That's the best Royal Rumble of all time. Yeah, it's the GOAT. It's the GOAT. I, I think that should be number one. I really do think that should be number one. But at least it made this list. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> at least it made this list. Number eight. Um, another match I don't think deserves to make this list. From last year's WrestleMania, Roman Reigns unifying the the Universal and WWE Championship by defeating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 38. It's a man. I want to put him. In the 20s, maybe. I wouldn't even put it in there. <laughs> I mean, because if you think about it, they didn't have any plan with the belt. And look what happened now. We just yeah. talked about it earlier. They created a new world belt, you know. Um, number seven, Shawn Michaels defeating Bret Hart at WrestleMania 12 in the Iron Man match. Uh, yeah, you got that in there, of course. Yeah. Such a great match. The boyhood dream has come true. Shawn Michaels flying down from the ceiling. Oh, what a ride! As Vince would say. Yeah, the whole nine. Um, number six. A very underrated match. I forgot about this match when I saw this on the list. But John Cena defeating AJ Styles at the 2017 Royal Rumble. Wow, yeah. For him to reach 16, he, he this is he tied Flair's record Again, with that no. match. Like you said, you got to remember that match. This top 10 should be like instant classics. We know it. Another great match, by the way. That's, that's a hidden gem. Not an instant classic. That, 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 uh, that, that uh, yeah... You put that. You put that in the twenties. Yeah, that. I mean, I think it deserves to make the list because oh, it's, totally. a, it's a great match. But I think I think it's it, it, it made this list because of the historical significance of Cena um, tying Flair's record for sixteen title wins. And I always loved the good fucking Cena bombers AJ match. Yeah. But every time they went to battle, they were great. That that was a great match. But you and I watched on this podcast watched the SummerSlam match when AJ beat him. Yeah. For the first time, that was a great match. That I like that match better than I like the the, the Royal Rumble match. But I digress. Um, number five, Hulk Hogan defeating the Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden on January twenty third, nineteen eighty four. And that was a tight time moment. Yeah. That, that uh, and you know that was gonna be the amazing yeah. Loss. It and definitely I, definitely. I mean, it started the it really started the rise of Hulkamania. Look at the, my opinion, the uh, the biggest. Superstar in the wrestling business history. So, yeah. so that, yeah, yeah, that should be on the list. You can make yeah. an argument there. Number four, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. See, I, I love Stone Cold. I love Stone Cold way more than Shawn Michaels. But don't you think the significance of Michaels beating Bret Hart was bigger than, than him beating Shawn Michaels? I think they should f- sw- switch places. Um, like the Iron Man match. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you're, you're not. That's not an egregious statement to make. I think here's why I think it, it, it made that spot over the Iron Man. Okay, match. give it to me. I think what what happened following Austin's victory that's and true. how Austin, it, yeah. how how it really. Pushed the Attitude Era into the mainstream, and and, and really catapulted the company. No, Dave, that's a great point. That was the match that Mike Tyson was involved in yeah. as the enforcer. 
You know, not a great match. Michaels had a back injury going into it. He was going to leave after that. Um, so they had to get through the match. But the moment of Austin winning and, you know, Mike Tyson raising his hand and, the, you know, the, the, the flash bulbs going off and all that crazy stuff, um, what that did, I mean, they were, they were on a rocket after that yeah, when, when Austin won. They were red hot, you know, in the remainder of 1998. Um, number three. Seth Rollins cashing in his money in the bank to defeat Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31. I really want to shit on, on it being number three, but I can't. It was so cool. Like, like, like that's again, no one saw it coming. Uh, that, 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 uh, I just thought, and I'm not even that big of a fan of any, any of those, any three of those guys, mm-hmm. but like, I just love that moment. And, and three might be a, I, a, a, a reach, maybe, but I, 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 can't, I can't shit on it. I really can't. Okay. Um, number two, Kofi Mania. Kofi Kingston defeating Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35. I think that should be 10, but anyway, that's... That but makes I number love two. Moment. I love that. I love that. Number two is too high for, for, for me. But it deserves to be on the list. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. And number one, the greatest WWE Championship title change According to WWE's YouTube channel, Mankind defeating The Rock on Monday Night Raw. You know what? I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with it either. It wanted, it, 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 uh, you know me, I love cherries uh, on, on, on a top of the Sunday. Sunday. Yep. The, the cherry this time, Eric Bischoff, what a fucking idiot he is. <laughs> Here I am watching, watching, watching Raw. I was watching uh, uh, Nitro, Nitro and, 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 oh, stay with us. Don't turn into those jerks. We're going to watch Mankind win. Mankind's going to win, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, 600,000 people changed the channel when, that was when, when, when Tony Schiavone said that Cactus Jack, who used to wrestle for us, is going to win their world title. Huh. That'll put some butts in the seats. And then... I mean, and, and Nitro had a decent show at that time. I, you know, I, I flipped back and forth, but that was after Nash beat Goldberg at Starcade, and then Hogan came back, and that was the night of the finger poke of doom, as we all know. Was that um, really the same finger point of doom in Mankind? That was the same night. What a con- wow, what a contrast in, like, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, here's the other thing, too, that people forget about, and I'm not sure if you, you, you're aware of this. I only know of this because I'm a fucking wrestling fanatic. Oh, that show was taped. The man, the, the mankind title yeah, victory over the Rock was taped in Worcester, Massachusetts, on December the twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight. Okay, it was to air January fourth, nineteen ninety nine. December the 29th, nineteen ninety eight. WWF.com posted a picture of Mick Foley backstage holding the championship with his mask off. Advertising to tune in to next Monday's Raw to see the title change. Oh, really? They gave away that spoiler. All People right. forget that, okay? So, but the internet wasn't, you know, what it was. It right? wasn't. You're right. It was not what it was. Yeah. But they gave that spoiler away. So you have to think that. Um, I mean, they wanted the attention. Yeah. But. People, people go crazy over, oh, Bischoff told Shivani to, to, to air the results. And 
yeah, 600,000 people did change the channel, but WWF played a part in that as well because they wanted people. A lot of people knew that that title change took place. And people were confused, like, wait a minute, what? Wait a minute, he won the belt? We're going to get to see it next week? Like, people were confused about yeah. it. But, um, so that is the top 30 title changes. Are there any championship matches where a WWE championship changed hands that didn't make this list that yeah, you didn't guess, deserve to be on the list? Give me a couple that come off the top of your head. So, so, so I get so confused for, like... You, you know, because, because like, you know, the lineage, they, they switched to SmackDown, they switched to Raw. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, like, you know, my favorite match of all time, but I don't know if, if it's that same title. Well, it's, you, you know, when CM Punk be, be, be Cena Bomber, but it's probably a different title, right? No, it's the WWE Championship. And that didn't make the list? Correct. Unbelievable to me yeah. now. And that, 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 in my opinion, like I said, the good Lord takes me home today, at least for a WWE match. And you know me, Okada, o- Okada versus Omega is in a different universe, but it comes to work at least, uh, the work rate at least. That's but it's not WWE, so shut but the fuck up. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, but WWE ma- match, Cedar Bomber versus Punk, and that definitely deserves to be on the list. Yeah, I, I would agree. The story going into it, we've talked about it. We actually did a watch along of that match on yeah. this on this show. You can find it in the archives. Punk and uh, one of Dennis's favorite matches uh, of all time. Um, anything else that comes to mind that you could think of that deserves to make this list? How about Andre? How about Andre Hogan and Saturday's main event? That's a, that's a good one too. The, the the controversy behind that finish. I'm surprised that that didn't make the list. I'm really him too. That was, uh, technically because he handed the belt over to DiBiase. Yeah. And we did the watch along of that back in February. That was all, that was Andre the Giant's technically the one title ring. Yeah, I know, right? That's you can't put that on there. Yeah. I'm with you there. That, I'm, that's another shocker. Did you put Triple H beating Orin? Come on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. I don't know. You put Ginger beating Orton? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, anything else? Oh, man, that, now I'm kind of like... Um, how about... Uh, here's a shocker. I, and that would and be this, it's the same match. You'd be able to beat it twice. But when The Rock beat Mankind on Royal Rumble... That, that was a big the I quit shot. match. That was a big shot with the, with the thirteen chair shots. That's yeah. That that's an interesting one. I am surprised. Yeah, that that was definitely an interesting title change. Him and him and mankind flip flopped the belt so many times in that period. Of, that, that that time period yeah. that you know he. But that's the two that really stands out. He, but yeah, it the, the the one when mankind won. Yeah. Um, the first time, and then it led to the Royal Rumble. Rock beat him at the Rumble. Then they had the empty arena match during halftime of the Super Bowl yeah, that, that was year. A good one. I actually love, maybe we should have that match, but I love that match. That's a fun match. <laughs> I did a watch along of that on this show with, with an old buddy of mine, uh, Dank, uh, William Phoenix. And we had a lot of fun watching that. But I'm surprised that the Rock Mankind I Quit match, that makes a lot. Here's one that, that comes to mind that I'm surprised didn't make this list. Bret Hart defeats Diesel at Survivor Series in 1995. Yeah, right. When Diesel threw him through the table. And then he dragged Brett in, and Brett was playing possum, and he rolled Diesel up and got the victory. Ended Diesel's long, year-long reign as champion. And it turned him heel. That and it turned cool. Diesel heel and made him cooler. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm surprised that didn't make the list. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that Steve Austin, Stone Cold defeating The Rock at WrestleMania when Vince helped him, and he t- Austin turned heel. I'm surprised that didn't make the list. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
trying to think. Are there any Hogan title reigns that the greatest... Well, they're saying the greatest title changes. I don't think Hogan beating Yokozuna was great, but no. um, even though I didn't didn't bother me like it bothers a lot of other people. Yeah, one of them. Um, Randy Savage beating Ric Flair, WrestleMania 8. Yeah? Why didn't that make the list? I don't know. I'm trying to think of other championships. So those are just a few that come to mind for me and for you yeah. um, that, that, that should have made this list. There's a lot on there that shouldn't be on this list. Um, but, you know, that was that was pretty fun to go through. All right. We're going to wrap this one up here with our fantasy pay-per-view cards. We are going to, you know, we, we did our draft on our last episode. Dennis, you represented the WWF. Yeah. I represented WCW. We wiped the slate clean. We, you know, all champions were stripped of their titles, and we built ourselves some pretty impressive rosters. And, you know, you offered up the idea. Let's bake our own pay-per-view cards. Um, I didn't book finishes, okay? I just did just the matches. That's perfect. And then we are going to let our, our listeners vote on our social media platform. So, Dennis... Um, would you like to go first? Absolutely. Okay, so we're. So, gonna, I'll, I'm going to let you go through your whole card. All right. Because I had the rights to it, I'm going to use it to pick my pay per view channel. Uh, that 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 match. The name. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the name of the pay per view is going. Uh, excuse me. The preview channel. You know, they used to have the preview channel matches. Oh, the free for all. Yeah, the free for all. Anyway, I'm calling. I'm, I I talked under pressure, and I'm just calling WWE's new beginnings. Okay. That that that. Okay. That, that, uh, and my 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 pre- my preview channel match is gonna be too cool with psychosis versus uh, Edgy Christian with um, Hoover Two Guerrero. That's, okay. That's gonna be so like a little high flyer and, action. And, and I wanted to do this only because I have a brief conversation with you about did that ever work when you're watching the the, the preview channel? You didn't order it yet, but you're watching it and you're like, "Fuck it, I gotta do it. I gotta order this pay per view." Um, I don't recall there being... I can't think of one time that actually worked for me. <laughs> I don't recall there being one... Well, actually, you know what? I don't recall a specific event where I was watching on the preview channel and I was like, I was like, oh, I gotta get this. Let me see if mom and dad will let me get it. Like, because I was used to hearing the words no a lot as a kid, Okay. It was either no, maybe, we can't afford it, sorry, bud, maybe yeah. next time. And then I would use I would use those 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 uh, those denials to to get a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam here and there, you know, something yeah. one of the bigger ones, you know. I never asked them like, hey, can I get in your house? Like I never asked them for for, for shows like that, or can I get vengeance? Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like that. But I do remember it, now that you mentioned it, I do remember there was one instance where I had just went to my mother at the last minute and said, can we order the Royal Rumble? And it was in 1997. It was the year that Shawn Michaels defended the title against Sid from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. And I, I think it was Justin and I had gone to my mother to ask her this. It might have been us watching the free-for-all. It might have been us watching the preview channel. I, I, I don't remember vividly, but um, 
it was literally last minute. And, and I think my father was on a business trip. Usually, if like I asked Dad, yeah. it was, it was no, nah, it ain't happening. Oh, same thing with me. I, so, I, so I went to I went to the softy. Yeah. And I went to my, you know, we went to my mother. And <laughs> usually, if it was like, and if it was a pay per view on a school night, that was another excuse too. Nope, you have school tomorrow. You're not staying up that late. So, when we both pitched her to watch the Royal, can we get the Royal Rumble? It just so happened the Royal Rumble took place. The day before Martin Luther King Day. And we didn't have school the next day. So it was like, my mother was like, yeah, you guys can get the Royal Rumble. You don't have school the next day. Yeah, why not? And that's how we got to watch the Royal Rumble. Nice job. And then like, Miss Rosewood, yeah, Miss Rosewood came in in a clutch. Um, And then I had to scramble around the house looking for a blank tape so I could tape it. Yeah, of course. You know, Uh, we ended up having blank tapes because that was what we did back in the day. But um, yeah, that was probably the first time I could remember... At the last minute, going to my parents, going, "Hey, can I get this?" And they were, my mother was like, "Yeah." So, but continue. So, too cool. All right. And, and psychosis against Hoovy and Edge and Christian. I like that little high flying match to kick things off. I like that. And, uh, my opening match, and it's just more just because Dean Malenko versus Owen Hart. Ooh, okay. That uh, my second match, my first gimmick match. I'm calling the bar, uh, the Belfast bar barroom brawl. Fit Finley versus New Jack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, uh, All right. Another match, just because. Uh, Raven versus Savage. Now I got my first championship match. It's for the European Championship. Just Incredible versus The Rock. We all, I mean, we all, we're not talking finish it, but I think we can figure out who's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, he's uh, not, and, and it's not just Incredible. <laughs> Um, for the light heavyweight championship, I got Jerry Lynn versus Chris Jericho. Okay. I got another gimmick match. It's, um, it's a barbed wire match. Number one contender, barbed wire match. Ming versus Mankind versus right. Sabu. Oh, okay. So I remember in our last episode, you were you were haggling me for you stole Mick Foley from me, yep. and you said you know you had a dream match with him and Meng, but now you've added Sabu to the yep, match. Yep, yep. Okay. I don't have really have them in a bar bar match, and I'm like, who's the king of the bar bar match? Sabu, you gotta throw him you in. Throw there. him in there. Okay, that makes sense. So then I got retirement match. It's already it's not it's, and it's not even if if. if Terry Funk wins. It's already announced. This is a retirement. So he's done after this. Yes. Win, lose, or draw. Undertaker versus Terry Funk retirement match. Okay, let the dead man put the old man out to pasture. I like it. That uh, for the IC championship, Goldust versus Lance Storm. For the tag championship, Harlem Heat versus the Dudley Boys. That's right, I remember. And for it. the big dirty WWE Championship, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Sting. Okay, all right. I like that. Some of those are. I like the barroom brawl. Um, and the, the, even the opening, the six man, that's pretty cool. I like that. Malenko and Owen Hart would be a, a fantastic match. Um, not a bad pay-per-view. Okay. So here's what I got on deck here. I've got WCW Slamboree, a night of champions. We're going to crown all new champions on this pay-per-view. The, the opening match is going to be the gauntlet for the gold. The last two men remaining will compete immediately following to be the number one contender for the undisputed WCW Championship at the Great American Bash. Let me stop it right there. You already sounded like the 1998 WCW booking. <laughs> Fucking phenomenal job, Dave. Phenomenal job. <laughs> okay. So in this match, we have 
Jeff Jarrett, Mike Awesome, Bam Bam Bigelow, Triple H, Kurt Henning, Diamond Dallas Page, Ron Simmons, Mark Henry, Ken Shamrock, Shane Douglas, Kane, Perry Saturn, Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, and Ray Mysterio. All a part of this gauntlet for the gold. Last two guys remaining will end up facing off in a singles match immediately following to determine who's going to face the WCW champion at the Great American Bash. In the finals of the WCW TV title tournament, it'll be D'Lo Brown going one-on-one with Rob Van Dam. Oh, classic. In the finals for... And it was, that's funny. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm going to keep on interrupting you. Nope. That would be the, the, the Battle of the Frog Splash. Battle of the Frog Splash. Nice that's job, right. Dave. That's... Nice job, Dave. I told you. I had plans for D'Lo Brown. I'm telling I'm you. Playing. I think I play, I think I thought I was playing chess. I think I'm playing checkers and you're playing chess. Anyway. For the United States <laughs> Championship in the finals of that tournament, we'll see Eddie Guerrero go one-on-one with Taz. Not bad. Okay. And that was for what championship? The United States Championship. Nice, nice. For the WCW World Tag Team titles, the Outsiders are going to take on Hawk and Animal, the Legion of Doom. That's kind of a dream match. Yes. In my very small WCW Tag Team division, I tell you what, division and, and fucking you took know, the Harlem if, Heat from if this me. Was, if this was 1992 uh, uh, draft, I'm telling you, I would have had the Legion of Doom. But it's 98 Legion of Doom, but still, I still, I still on paper a dream match. Yes. In a ladder match for the Cruiserweight Championship, you will see Tajiri, X-Pac, Takamichinoku, and Kidman all vie for an opportunity to be the Cruiserweight Champion. Interesting. And in, a, in our main event for the vacant WCW World Heavyweight Championship, my top three picks protected automatically vied for this opportunity to compete for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Bret Hart, Hollywood Hogan, and Goldberg with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee to determine the new WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Good card. Yeah. I like that card a lot. So uh, we're going to put it out there on social media, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Yep. It's going to be voted upon by all of you. Who had the better card? Dennis's WWF New Beginnings or my WCW Slamboree Night of Champions? You guys can vote for it on our social media platforms. Go over there on social media, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully get the results, uh, you know, coming up in the very near future. So uh, be on the lookout for all that, Dennis. This was a lot of fun. A little smorgasbord. Yeah. Talked about some different things, some current stuff, some past stuff. We got to talk about our fantasy pay per views. Uh, next episode, I think you're gonna like this. It's going. We're gonna go. We're gonna go back to the roulette wheel. We're gonna go back to the kicking out at two randomizer wheel, and we're gonna determine what we're going to watch. Okay, and it's going to be the the choices are an episode of Raw or Nitro or Thunder or Primetime Wrestling or Superstars or ECW Hardcore TV. We're gonna put it all up on there in the randomizer wheel. We're gonna find out which episode of one of those random shows we're gonna watch. On our next episode. What do you think? Let's do it. All right, buddy. Let's do it. Thank you so much again. This was a blast as always. And thank you also very much for tuning in, checking us out. Before we, actually, before I go, uh, I just want to mention that um, I was just recently on um, another retro wrestling podcast uh, of out there in the, the podcast world. Uh, Wrestle Time with Elo on YouTube. 
Uh, just recently recorded that, an episode with her as we discussed old school steel cage matches. She gave me her five, I gave her my five, and we went back and forth and talked about um, all things classic steel cage matches. You can find her on YouTube. I'll set a link up so you can check out her shows as well. Um, she's just getting started. She's very similar to this podcast, t- covering retro. Um, so I had a lot of fun. Check her out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'll put all the links up there for, for you. You can check her out, Wrestle Time with Elo. She does 80s, 90s, and early to mid-2000s. The, 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 the golden era, so to speak, of professional wrestling. So, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. And uh, hopefully I'll have her on this show at some point soon. And, you know, we'll, we'll continue to collaborate and, and talk, you know, throwback nostalgic wrestling. So, um, just wanted to put that all out there. Uh, go check her out. Wrestle Time with Elo. Um, and now it's about that time that we put this show down for the three count. And we'll see you all next time.